Shalom Mishpacha. Shalom family. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart, made up of Jewish and non-Jewish people. We're the middle wall of separation between Jew and Gentile. It's come down. And if you could only grasp in the spirit what this means, there is an ancient spiritual DNA on Jewish people. And when they come to know the Messiah and they commingle their spiritual DNA with the Gentile Christian spiritual DNA, it's almost like uh, the, the Jewish believer in Jesus is incomplete without the spiritual dimension of the Gentile believer in Jesus. And the Gentile believer in Jesus is incomplete without the Jewish spiritual DNA merging the two together. That's why Paul got so excited in the second chapter of Ephesians. Uh, and he talks about uh, when these two ver- merge together, it is the one new man. He has a name in Hebrew, Yeshua, in English, Jesus. And this one new man is the full dwelling place of God by his spirit. And I happen to believe that when Jesus made the statement, you will do the same works that I have done, and even greater, that greater is about ready to happen. And unfortunately, even the same works have not really happened as much as they should have, as much as God wanted them to, and they're about ready to explode with life from the dead, resurrection power. My guest is Randy Domain, and I've been looking forward to interviewing him because he had such amazing angelic encounters that uh, he literally knows when angels show up. And as a matter of fact, I don't want to get ahead of his story, uh, but he had a, an angel by the name of Breakthrough show up uh, that has done such amazing power encounters. Uh, he calls them dominion surges, but we'll, we'll get into it. So you get to know Randy just a little bit. Uh, Randy, uh, you had an encounter with the Lord when you were younger, but you went on just like most people, and you you ran your life like uh, you ran your life, uh, but you there was a crisis in your life. Um, you were about 25, and your son was dying, and you decided to negotiate with God. What did you say? I asked the Lord in a moment, a, a desperate moment when my son uh, was uh, passing, he had a he had a high fever. He was he was uh, having a fever convulsion, and his heart uh, had stopped. And he was, for all means and purposes, dead. And I was calling out to the Lord, and I said, "Lord, if you will save his life, I will I will serve you all the days of my life." And that was my prayer unto God. And what happened? He lived. He he totally uh, was uh, was restored. Uh, there was no damage, no brain damage, and all the other things that happen when your heart stops and and uh, from fever. And he he's very he's a healthy young man living and thriving today. So so God indeed answered uh, the prayer. Well, how has your life changed as a result of uh, that? negotiation you made with God, which then you honored what you said. How has it changed your life? So much so that uh, when uh, that occurred and then right thereafter, I began to seek the Lord honestly with all of my heart and began to learn who he was and and this God of love that saved my son and 
and uh, wanted a relationship with me, I began to pursue him with everything that I had. Now, now as you pursued him, which was uh, a change in itself, the average Christian in America is like you were. Uh, maybe 95%, maybe 99% of genuine Christians in America, uh, they don't even know the terminology pursued God. What do you mean by pursued God? I wanted to know him. I wanted to know everything about him. I wanted to know about his love. I wanted to know about his power. I wanted to know about his compassion. I wanted to know what he wanted me to do. And then miracles started happening in your life. Uh, were a number of people that had AIDS healed? Yes, right after uh, I began, you know, just to get into the scriptures, and I discovered that God uh, is known as Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, and and that Jesus came and demonstrated that He still heals, and that uh, you know that we could by faith continue that ministry. So uh, we just began to hold healing meetings, myself and a few other people, and. And desperate people would come with with AIDS, uh, particularly back in that time in the early 80s when, uh, you know, there was no real cure. And and, uh, we would lay hands on them. We would pray for them. We would uh, watch God um, touch them and heal them. They would go get examined and come back and be AIDS-free. It was was a phenomenal time. What would you say beyond AIDS was the uh, greatest miracle you saw at that time? Uh, that, that that was a time where you were getting equipped for a great encounter with God. But uh, tell me one that comes to mind. Well, uh, this one is spectacular because to me, uh, maybe not to others, but we were going into a grocery store and we ran across this young man trying to get out the door uh, with a cast on his leg. He had just broke his leg the day before. And it was casted, and, and he was trying to maneuver with it, and, and it was very painful. And, and uh, we just said, you know, can we pray for you uh, that God will heal your leg? And, and uh, this guy would have, you know, he was ready for anything. And he said, sure, please. And so uh, I just laid hands on him, and we, I just said, you know, commanded the leg and the bone to come back and to be healed. And, and right there in his cast, God healed his leg totally and completely, uh, it took away the pain, the swelling, and everything, so much so that he went back to the doctor, got the x-ray, took the cast off, and God healed his leg uh, right there. Now, when, to your knowledge, was the first time you were aware that you had an angelic visitation? Early on, actually, even before I was saved, I was I was a motorcycle rider and a dirt bike rider, and I was riding at a very high rate of speed on a road I didn't know. And and uh, I came to a corner that uh, was too sharp to maneuver at the speed I was and going. And I started to go off the road, and I couldn't, you know, hold the bike. And, and immediately in front of me was a very, very huge, uh, you know, fir tree. And I was dead on course with it, and I knew that I was going to hit it at probably 60, 70 miles an hour and uh, it was going to be probably the end of me. And at the last moment, I was straightened up and put on course down the road, on down the road with no harm. All I could do was just look back and and wonder, and I stopped my uh, bike, and I knew that uh, I had been saved uh, by God by the intervention of an angelic force that had come and, and uh, kept me alive. 
And tell me about the encounter you had with angels uh, when you were doing uh, a humanitarian trip in Vietnam. That was uh, an incredible time. We were uh, repainting a hospital and, and, uh, and doing a lot of, uh, you know, giving out uh, food and, and medical care uh, way outside of, of, uh, of uh, downtown Vietnam, way, way out in the country. And it was very remote, and we went to the hotel we were to stay in uh, that night. And we'd already checked in earlier that day, gone and, and been about our work, and had come home that night uh, to to get our rest. And when we pulled up to the hotel, there were a number of soldiers, probably uh, 20 or 30 uh, Vietnamese uh, soldiers, communist soldiers, uh, kind of left over from the era, if you will, that were there. They were heavily armed, and they had been heavily drinking. And we just felt that uh, we should not even try to walk in the midst of them, as we were all Americans, and many of the people that were with us were former vets. And, and uh, so we just knew that if we went in there, in, in their state of mind, that there was probably going to be uh, you know, a disruption or, or some sort of uh, militant action that we didn't want to be involved with. So we waited. And uh, they stayed and stayed and stayed and kept drinking and drinking and, and uh, getting rowdier and louder. And so uh, we just said, you know, amongst ourselves, what should we do? And we just prayed. And, and the Lord said, just walk through the midst of them and go to your rooms. And I just was stunned at the word of the Lord. I said, walk through the midst of them because they were in worse shape later than they were earlier when I might have tried it. But I said to the men, I said, I felt the Lord tell us that we just need to walk through the middle of them. And they all looked at me with wide eyes like... I mean, let me see if I can get this picture right. They, they all had uh, uh, guns, and they were as drunk as could be. Is that what you're describing? Yes, there was... Uh, when you walked into the hotel, there was... Uh, the the check-in area desk there, but then uh, between that desk and the stairway to our rooms, there was a, you know, several round tables with chairs, and here were these soldiers all seated there, and they were drinking and drinking and drinking. They had uh, many different types of weapons. They had rifles, they had pistols, they had machetes, they had everything, and they were all either on the table or on them, and so it was not a good situation. Well, wisdom would dictate uh, that you would turn around and not go through that rowdy group. Uh, why did you? After prayer, the Lord said to go through. So we decided we're going to obey the Lord. And uh, I just began to say to the men, I said, follow me. I, the, the Lord said to go through, so we're going through. I'm not staying out here all night. Let's go. And uh, so... We just began to walk single file uh, through the front door. We walked right through the midst of them, uh, weaving through the tables a little bit, but straight over to the stairs. And, uh, and, uh, and there was no, no interruption. It was like we were invisible to them. It was like no one could even see us. We walked right through, even bumped them a little bit, and, and walked right up to the stairs and began to go up the stairs. And, and then I turned to look back. I was amazed that... No one spoke to us. No one even looked at us. There was not even a glance. And when I looked back, then I saw uh, li this line of angels on both sides like they had made an aisle for us. And, 
and they were like in a, you know, if you look through, a, a, you know, something is like a heat wave in a desert, you see these forms, you can see the ethereal forms and moving, in a, and I could see, as it were, kind of a transparent, but yet enough of the form of the angels that had come in both sides and stood between us and allowed us to walk invisibly. Boy, that has got to be so comforting, but we're out of time right now. You have a book that is written for such a generation as this, the generation, I believe, that's going to see the return of the Messiah. It's called Dominion Surges for Breakthrough in Your Life. And you can literally learn the principles that activate heaven, uh, how to speed up uh, the promises God has made. Uh, Even more important, you've missed it many times. Uh, There's a CD on activating angels of inheritance. So you have not missed it. There's no time in eternity. It's waiting for you. And then a DVD where you literally activate these dominion surges. Uh, We're asking for a gift of $35. Literally, Randy Domain is a forerunner of the next move of God, and he wants you to be partnering with him in this move in the same power. Call our order-only line, one 800 447 2697. 1-800-447-2697. Randy, um, you're doing what the Bible says you're supposed to do. Uh, The Bible says the Gentile is to provoke the Jew to jealousy. And you're sure provoking me to jealousy. I mean, on yesterday's broadcast, we, we found out you were on a humanitarian trip to Vietnam, and there were a bunch of uh, soldiers with guns, and they were rowdy, and they were drunk. And uh, you, just your, your natural wisdom says, do not walk through that group to your hotel room. But God said, do it. You did, and you turned around, and tell me again what you saw that allowed you to walk through that? In the moment that we turned, we were able to see, uh, as you would look uh, you know, out, say, through a hot desert, and you would see the heat waves come up. I looked, and I could see an ethereal form of multitude of angels uh, that I could see in that form, but also a little bit of a material to them. And they had lined up both sides uh, of, a, of an aisle for us to walk between myself and the men that were with me, to walk unharmed and unseen between all of these soldiers that potentially could have hurt us, harmed us, uh, detained us. They could have done a number of things, but even though we even bumped a few of them, it seemed like uh, there was no response. We walked safely from the entrance of the hotel, safely to our room with no encounter and no disruption by the supernatural protection of God through the angels that he had sent there to make a way for us. Uh, You know, with everything going on in the world today, people are saying, boy, I wish I could see those angels helping me. I wish I could believe those angels are helping me. Aren't they helping them, Randy? Even if they've never felt them and they've never seen them in their life? The goodness of God is present in our lives, whether we tangibly see it or not, it's always working in and in one of the ways that it works mightily in our lives is through the ministry uh, of the angels that he has created and made, not only for himself and for his throne, but also for us, for you and I, that we, 
in our lives might be able to fulfill the purposes and the calling of God. They're, they're all around us. All but now, let me ask you a question. Is there an angel in your presence as you're speaking to me by way of telephone right now? Yes, Sid, there is. I'm very aware uh, of, of angelic presence as we're speaking. I, I, I have to tell you, I, I am shaking a lot, and I, I believe it's an, an, an angelic presence. Yes, um, I, I often see them in my room, sometimes as a shaft of light, sometimes uh, as an orb, and sometimes in, in a form of a human, or an angelic form, so to speak. And, and as we're speaking right now, I'm very aware of, of, of a very strong presence and a shaft of light uh, in my office as I'm speaking to you right now. And so uh, there are angels aiding, uh, aiding us and, and with us as we're speaking right now, even ready to bring uh, work and service uh, on our behalf. Uh, well, well, I can tell you, because I just didn't have the time for the preparation of this interview, I would have liked to have had, I'm getting supernatural help in this interview. For instance, in 2004, you were in Nigeria, uh, and you had a, a series of open-air meetings, and on the last night, you had thousands of people that were there, uh, but something very unusual happened. Uh, take me there. Paint okay. me a picture. All right. It was the the last night after 13 or 14 nights in Nigeria, we were doing a series of open-air crusades. Uh, this was the last one uh, in Benin City there. And uh, we were up on the platform uh, trying to minister. Uh, at the moment we began to go up on the platform, uh, this this uh, swarm of locusts came in and began to disrupt the meeting and began to take over just just. Uh, a fury of them so thick you could hardly see, in fact, so thick they dimmed the lights. Uh, do, do you think perhaps witch doctors uh, had that happen to, I, to disrupt I, your meeting? <laughs> yes, I, I actually asked the uh, the people that I was with and one of the local pastors, and, and I said, what, where did these come from and what's this all about? And and he said to me that this was, uh, you know, something that the witch doctors and the local shamans would do any time a Christian would come to town or there was a powerful meeting that they would curse the meeting and they would send whatever means they could to disrupt it and to break it up. And so uh, we knew that we were dealing with powers of darkness that, were, that was trying to come against uh, this meeting. Uh, so what did you do when this was coming in besides saying, Oy vey, help! <laughs> Well, I believe that we have authority and power in the realm of the spirit, in the realm of the natural, particularly against works of darkness. And so uh, the team that was with me, we just stood up and we began, in the name of Jesus, to command the locusts uh, to leave and to disperse. And and uh, we just began to come against them. And, and so uh, we had a worship team there. We had them begin to play. We began to praise God. We began to take, try to take authority over them uh, for for a number of minutes. And as we were doing this, we, we were watching the people. There was there were several hundred people in the front that began to leave. And uh, we began to be quite concerned about the fact that um, they were they were leaving. And, and I said, this can't be. So uh, I said, God, what do we do? And he said, just, just take authority. So we continued to take authority for a few minutes. And the people that had left began to return. And I'm, I'm getting excited and I'm getting happy because here they come. But I was... I was a little perplexed because they were carrying buckets and pans and pails, and, and, and I thought, what in the world are they doing? And I, I got to looking closer, and they had, uh, you know, a little bit of water, like a few inches of water in them, and, and I thought, well, maybe they're thirsty. I didn't know. And when they were back in place, the Lord says, now 
rebuke them in my name and command them to leave. And so I did, uh, myself and these other people. And, and just within a few moments of time, uh, they began to just drop right out of the sky or leave. And uh, many of them just dropped right out of the sky. And, and, and all the people there, they were catching them in, in their pails and in their buckets. I, I guess water makes them catchable. And, and then to, to but why were they catching them? This, this is the part that, that really stunned me. Uh, after they caught them, I watched them, and they would pick them up, and they were be, they began to eat them like they were popcorn or like they were peanuts. And So I asked the, the pastor, I said, what are they doing? I said, oh, well, we like locusts. They're delicious. It's a food source for us here. And I just, oh, they don't know it's okay. a non-kosher food, but that's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I realize that, isn't that something? But I said, Lord, it's just like you. Here you are. We're having a meeting, and these people have walked, you know, some of them all day, maybe some of them a couple of days to come to hear your word and to be healed and to, you know, to, to encounter you. And, and isn't it just like you? And I, and I just kind of got in a silly moment, and I looked over, and I said, here is God providing a dinner and a movie. You know, that's how good he is, too. <laughs> but, well, I mean, they must, everyone there must have noticed that when you prayed and all these bugs start falling out of the air and dying, uh, that that was the hand of God. Was there anyone that could not realize that? Everyone realized it, and, and and this is the way I know. Um, normally, I would I would preach the gospel for maybe fifteen or twenty minutes and share about the glorious King, but in this instance, and particularly in a country like Africa, people understand spiritual dynamics. They understand who is the strongest in the spirit, and and oftentimes they, in fact, most of the time they align themselves for their own survival by the strongest God or the strongest spirit. Because they know that if the stronger, the more uh, they, they, you know, have an opportunity to live and, and, and to and to go on. And so, when I began to preach the gospel, and I told them that it was the God of heaven that caused these locusts to disperse, and, and so it was Him, and, and 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 it was in the power of Jesus' name that they left. And so, what I did, I simply just said, and God commands you right now to repent and to come to Him. And they knew that this was the greatest power that they'd ever experienced. And so by virtue of their response of them beginning to come forward to acknowledge God and to acknowledge Christ and to receive him, they knew that this was a supreme, ultimate display of power above any power that they had seen that canceled out all the power of the witchcraft, uh, of the darkness. And so they always trade up to the greatest power, but they traded up as high as you can go, and they they were born again. Uh, uh, Were many born again? Yes, we know of at least 15,000 that we have a record of. 15,000? Wow. Yeah. Well, how about healings? Were there many? It was incredible. As the people began to come up for salvation, uh, I began to get words of knowledge. And, and normally I begin, I lead them in a prayer of salvation, but the pastors were there. There was several hundred pastors ready to, to meet the people coming and to get their information and that sort of thing. And and so I just was overwhelmed uh, with the words of knowledge about what God wanted to do in regards to healing and so forth. So I began just to, to say what he was telling me. He, he said, tell them I'm healing their eyes, blind, open eyes, blind eyes. And so I began to say, God's healing blind eyes. And the interpreter would say, God's healing blind eyes. And, and, and the moment I would say a word of knowledge, it was so incredible because the moment I would say it, I mean, instantly the moment I would say it, 
you would see and hear the response of people all of a sudden seeing who had never seen or had had an eye injury or whatever, their sight was restored. And, and as I'd go down the list of what God would give me, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the lame are going to walk. And uh, Now, were you just, pro- was God giving this to you or were you just proclaiming this because that's what's supposed to happen when you preach the gospel? I'm curious. I was actually literally saying what I heard God saying in this instance. Sometimes I do proclaim by faith those things, but this was, I was just, I was just saying what God was saying to me in my spirit. What I was hearing him say, I was saying what he was doing. Whoops, we're, I'm sorry, we're out of time. I went to the dentist today, and, and, and uh, I have a new dentist, and, uh, and, the, and the lady was cleaning my teeth, a hygienist, uh, and, and she, uh, she tells me she's Jewish. And, and, and I'll tell you, one of the great miracles of my life is having a conversation and witnessing to the person uh, that's got that tool inside of your mouth with her hand inside of your mouth and witnessing to her. But somehow I pulled it off, and she was so open to the gospel. I mean, she couldn't wait to get a copy of my book. And I believe that I'm not an exception. I believe that God is making Jewish people so wide open to the gospel, and he's just waiting for a Gentile Christian who is praying, God, give me a prophetic word of what I'm supposed to do with my life. And God says, I put it in the Bible in writing, and you're not doing that. So why should I give you a prophetic word? Anyway, I'm preaching too much here, but my guest is Randy Domain, and we left off, Randy, that you had this meeting in 2004 in Nigeria, a series of open-air meetings and thousands. How many people came to the Lord? We know of 15,000. And, and uh, there were so—and you, you had precise words of knowledge. Uh, uh, and uh, tell me some of the healings that took place there. We saw—the uh, first thing we saw was uh, numerous, just multitudes of blind eyes open that uh, people who had never seen and or people who, through nutrition or accident or something, had had— an injury to their eye or an eye that didn't form, they, they saw they could see clearly, not just a little bit, but clearly. We actually had some of them read, uh, or not read, but um, you know, respond to hand, mo- hand, hand movements or, or, or that sort of thing so that we could tell that they could actually see close up and far away. And uh, so it was amazing to see that. We saw uh, people... Uh, one guy had a crooked leg. I remember this uh, specifically, very crooked, where he'd had it, I, uh, you know, crushed, and it had kind of healed on its own. And he had a, a bit of a you know, like a crutch he was walking on. And I remember watching with my own eyes as as the skin changed and the legs straightened up, and and I remember watching him jumping up and down and, and with joy and shouting and. And uh, so we, we had the biblical miracles are going. The blind were seeing, the lame were walking, the deaf were hearing. Uh, it seemed to be no limit to whatever uh, the Lord was doing, and we would say it would happen immediately. It was wonderful. And while you were worshiping God, there was a piercing light that came in the room. Describe this to me. Right. After, after the crusade, I'd gone to the hotel room, and uh, I was sitting in a chair, and I'd put on a, a CD and, and with, you know, headphones, and I was worshiping the Lord. And, and I was thanking the Lord I, for everybody born again and for 
everybody that had been healed and delivered that. I, I mean, that was enough for a lifetime. <laughs> you, you could have gone right on to heaven, you know, after seeing so many people born again. So many miracles take place. Uh, and you're worshiping. You're, I understand it. You're thanking God uh, because I don't know about you, but every time I get up there, I am so aware of the fact that if God doesn't give me words of knowledge, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> it's so true. And, and to, uh, you know, know that God had allowed, you know, me to be a part of that and to see those things. And and so I was just in that moment of thankfulness and gratefulness, but also saying, you know, saying that, I, you know, God, if this, uh, if this can happen here, I want it to happen to my nation. I was just pleading with the Lord and thanking him. And in a moment of time, I, I heard audibly through my ears, I heard this this voice say, I have a gift for you. Will you receive it? I heard that word, and I thought, that's not on my CD. And I began to wonder what was going on, and then I began to sense the presence of the Lord, like you would sense if you're in, in a praise or a worship or a prayer time, where you go from just being normally in the world, and then you begin to draw yourself to God, and you feel Him drawing to you. I began to sense that presence of God coming near me, and then it began to be stronger and stronger and stronger until all of a sudden it was like this veil opened up uh, just a bit in front of me, like some like like a, something zipped open the 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 atmosphere and the dimensions, and and this bright light came very bright, very white light came in. And then in the midst of that light, said right before me, stepped the living Lord Jesus, stepped right into the room where I was. Uh, and he began to say to me again, I have a gift for you. Will you receive it? And I was behold. Now, I have to ask you, that's mind-blowing. Why wouldn't anyone receive the gift? Why would he even have to ask? <laughs> I've got to tell you that uh, to this very day, I cannot describe accurately what happens in the presence of the Lord to the degree when he visits you like that. It's every sense, every emotion, every aspect of your being all of a sudden is given over. And and I, I couldn't work it. I couldn't work my mouth. I couldn't work my brain. I couldn't work anything. I was stunned. I was just completely overwhelmed at his presence and the beauty of his glory. I couldn't respond. Okay. He says, will you accept the gift? Uh, somehow you respond and you say yes. Then what happened? I, in my thought, I was able to finally think, think that, and, and I was trying to move my mouth, but he was able to understand that I was willing. And he said that a, uh, an angel had come to him and asked to be assigned to me. And so now I'm really not knowing what to say because I didn't have a theology or a grid work for an angel asking to be assigned to somebody. So, no, but the Bible doesn't say that can't happen. <laughs> so I, I, I can see it happening, but go ahead. Well, he would give me the scripture. I mean, when I would have a question, he would show me in the Word. He gave me First Peter 3.22 that says, All angels are subject to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he began to tell me out of Revelation that it was granted to angels to do certain things, and so therefore they had a volition, they had a desire that they wanted something, so he would grant. And so as I would have a question in my heart about what was going on, he would gently 
answer me so that I could continue forward, you know, to, to respond to him. And so uh, w- then I understood that when he was asking me about this angel that wanted to be assigned to me, I, I was able to respond. He said this angel had formerly been assigned to uh, Bensonita Hosa. And what a great ministry he had in Africa. He, he did. He was uh, known for uh, raising the dead for... Uh, healing and for the salvation of, of a multitude of souls uh, there in Africa. He had a tremendous ministry for years and years. And so, uh, and I began to respond to the Lord, and uh, he said that, uh, that he had died, and since his death, uh, that this angel had had no assignment, and he was wanting to be assigned to me, and he saw in me the same heart and perseverance of, of Benson, and so he'd asked to be assigned to me, and so uh, there I was in the presence of the Lord asking if I wanted to receive him. And, and then I did something probably silly, I don't know, but I said, well, Lord, why would I take this angel out of Nigeria? I said, Lord, if we're having meetings like this, I just want to stay here. Let's just take the whole continent. Let's have meetings like this all the time. Why would we go? Why would I take the angel out of Nigeria? And the Lord spoke something to me that I believe is is one of the most important things that we can hear today. And he said this to me. He said, it is America's time. And that's what he said to me. Now, now this was in 2004. Yes. Uh Okay. Uh, Now, that would be the last thing I would think. I would think it would have been Africa's time, but God knows better. Uh, Now, what did he, what, what does this angel do for you? Um, explain how he operates. So when I said, uh, began to say uh, yes, and and he understood that I was going to receive the gift, and and, uh, let me know that that the born-again rate, by the way, I found out in Nigeria, is is, the born-again rate exceeds the birth rate every day. And so I understood that this Hmm. uh, angel's ministry was, was, you know, done. And so I began to engaged the Lord, and I went into this kind of another vision with him standing there, and he began to show me and began to tell me, and this is what he said. He said, what you experienced tonight in that meeting where you were speaking the words of knowledge, and when you would say it, you would see it, he said, that is the ministry of Breakthrough Revival. He goes into the unseen realm, and based upon your decrees and your prayers and your proclamations, he's activated, and he removes resistance. And he are, are you saying to me, if you don't decree, if you don't say words, he can't partner with you? Is that what you're saying? That, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes, they're, they're, they're voice activated, if you will, to to the most part, more than action. They're, they're activated by what we say uh, and then what we do. It's very, very true. And now, uh, did were you aware when he was accompanying you and what difference it would make in your meeting? I didn't know that night. Um, oh, I, I'll tell you what. Hold that question. <laughs> We're out of time. Boy, I want you to get this book because God himself has commissioned Randy Domain to teach you on the next and the perhaps the last in the greatest move of God's Spirit that is coming to planet Earth. The book is called Dominion Surges for Breakthroughs in Your Life. The CD is Activating Your Angels of Inheritance, and the DVD is Activating 
dominion surges, and for the first time, you're going to be normal. There is a prayer of impartation on the DVD, and God's commissioned Randy to pray this over you for a gift of $35. Call our order-only line, 1-800-447-2697. 1-800-447-2697. You have been selected to take part in the greatest revival in history, and God has commissioned Randy Domain to teach you how you can enter into this next great move. Uh, on yesterday's broadcast, we found out about an angel uh, that was assigned to Randy when he was in Africa. Jesus himself came and explained the name of this angel and what it would do. Tell me this angel's name, Randy, and what is its function. As I was having this visitation, uh, the Lord began to describe to me the ministry. But before he did that, he said, this angel's name is Breakthrough Revival. And what he does is he is activated on your prayer, your proclamation, and your decrees. And he goes into the unseen realm, the realm that you can't see, where there's a resistance and where there's activity uh, by the powers of darkness to resist the kingdom of God manifesting. And he goes in based upon your declarations of the kingdom and of the will of God, and he begins to neutralize and, and remove the resistance. And so it becomes as much as possible on earth as it is in heaven. And, and that's why when you speak a word, it happens instantly because there's no resistance. It's nearly on earth as it is in heaven. It's, it's like heaven on earth because there's no distance. There's no resistance. It's you speak and you see. And so I began to realize that this, the ministry of, of Breakthrough Revival, as was shown to me, is that he is a, a mighty warring angel, and, and, he, and he commands a company of Breakthrough Angels. And, and uh, this angel will partner with us through our prayers, proclamations, and decrees. And as I minister the Word and declare the Word of God, he will break down of the resistance to the hearing and to the responding to the Word, and by doing so, there there is the demonstration of the kingdom and salvation and healing. And now, speaking of healing, just kind of whet our appetite. Tell me about that person that had the inoperable brain tumor. I was in California ministering this very message that you and I are talking about today. And there was a young lady there who had suffered for a number of years with a, with an inoperable tumor, uh, she was actually a study uh, person through uh, one of the major universities there in California. They had studied this uh, tumor because uh, they, it was inoperable. They couldn't do anything with it, and so they were trying to find a way to do something with it. And she had heard the message, and by faith she had come to me, and she said, she said if you'll pray for me, I will be healed. And I, I just simply said about a 30-second prayer over her, and I commanded the tumor to to uh, you know to dissolve safely and and and, to, and I prayed blessing and healing upon her and uh she wrote me back not too long after because she had an appointment that week uh, the end of that week with uh the university that was studying her and she called up very excited and she said the tumor's gone absolutely gone there's no effect of it there's there, there's nothing there and and she said the best part is that uh, this very uh, liberal university in California has no explanation 
of what happened, and so I was able to tell him it was the power of God that uh, healed this tumor. It was it was very exciting. Now Jesus gave you a mandate to teach this end time message for this end time anointing. Uh, throughout the entire United States. And I have to tell you, Randy, uh, from what I understand, you've been very faithful doing this, but through radio and television at this moment, there's going to be an explosion of your teaching throughout not just the United States, but the entire world. Are you aware of that? I'm not, not only am I aware, Sid, but I am, I am so grateful and so thankful because this message needs to go to the next level. It needs to go to the greater audience. And and as I've asked God, I said, God, how are we going to take this to the next level? It's got to go. You know, this message is your heart for the people. And so uh, I'm just grateful uh, for God, for, for this connection, for you and I being able to do this program, because uh, we are now going to be heirs of an inheritance and working together in the gospel, because this message is a message for uh, God's people and for the people that will be his, that, that uh, he is able to break through every barrier and bring uh, the goodness of God to bear in their lives. So I, I'm, I'm aware of it and I'm thankful because, quite honestly, there was a few places that, uh, there was a few states and a few providences that I had yet to come to that had been resisting this message. But, but even coming to them, you can only reach so many people in a particular state. Uh, but tell me about uh, when you were given the term Dominion Surges. Mm-hmm. I was praying uh, kind of at a time like this where I knew that the the original mandate that I'd had to go to the 50 states in America and the providences and to bring this testimony and out of this testimony would come an activation. And, and uh, so I knew that this message needed to increase. I knew that it needed to go beyond myself and beyond a few people. And and so I was asking the Lord, Lord, how is this going to increase, and how can we bring it to increase? And so that's when he said, I want you to, uh, he, he said, he gave me this term. He said, I want you to begin to understand dominion surges and alliances for conquest. And as you write this down and write this book, then your message that's been limited will have a way to increase and multiply, just as I myself trained the 12 and then the 70, and so there could be a multiplication of the message. And so uh, he gave me this word, dominion surges, and began to show me uh, from the scriptures what this meant and how it works. Oh, okay, for starters, what is dominion surge? What does that mean? Uh, dominion surge is a term that I, that I wrote, you know, a definition to. It is a surge of spiritual, it's an intense surge of spiritual power and authority that overcomes all the power of the enemy. In other words, it's like a stun grenade. Uh, it goes off in the midst of the enemy's camp, and there's, they're stunned, they, they're, they're bound, there's, there's not an ability for a, a window of time for them to respond, and so it is as binding the strong man so you can plunder his house. How does this work out practically for an individual. Yes, there's the power. I see an evangelist like you uh, needing 
this power. How's it work out with uh, the housewife that is listening to us right now and, and her children are just beginning to experiment with drugs and uh, her husband perhaps is addicted to pornography? How, how, how does that work out? By opening the scriptures and seeing the promises and the precepts of God and by taking those very things and beginning to declare them. Uh, but, but you know, Christians have, been, have known about this and declared this for years. But I believe there's a new impartation of power that is going to make these promises activated immediately as opposed to taking decades. Yes, indeed. And so... Uh, you know, as I have written, uh, the Lord gave me a revelation uh, out of Judges chapter 1 uh, in regards to how this can happen. He, he, when, when, when the children of Israel had come into the land after Moses and Joshua had died, they cried out to God and they said, God, how are we going to overcome these giants? How are we going to take the land? How are we going to see our inheritance come? And the Lord spoke to him clearly in Judges chapter 1. He said, Judah shall go first. And we know that Judah means praise. And then Judah said to his brother Simeon, Come with me, and let's form an alliance, and let's go together, and together we'll overcome. And so if you look at the name of Judah, it means praise. If you look at the name of Simeon, his brother, who he has to go with him, it means intercession heard. And so the strategy that God is giving is this, praise mixed and mingled in the context of intercession and prayer and proclamation and decree now will do an activation of the angelic realm and when you understand that, that in the atmosphere of praise, mixed with proclamation and decrees, that you're activating the angelic realm, it immediately sets these words in motion with the immediate results. It, uh, g- give me an example. Let's just take that couple from Texas uh, that understood this. I believe they listened to with one of your CDs, uh, and they made decrees. What happened? Within two weeks' time of playing the CD, they played it morning and they played at night and they, 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 they joined with the CD and they came into agreement with the Word. And this couple had lost everything. They lost uh, their cars, they lost their jobs, they lost their home. Very young couple had lost everything and, and were in desperate straits. And they came to a meeting I did um, here locally and, and I began to tell and, and give testimony. And, and they took this CD and they took it home, and, and within two weeks of playing it and agreeing with it, within two weeks of, 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 of saying what it said and, and speaking the Word of God and believing within two weeks' time, just two weeks, they had two cars given to them. Uh, they had jobs, and they had a house given to them at no cost to live in. All within two weeks, and they knew that they were decreeing the promises of God for shelter, for provision, uh, for well-being, and they just began to target those promises and begin to declare them, knowing that they were activating the angelic realm because uh, of, the, of Psalms 103, that the angels, you know, uh, are strong and mighty, and, and they do His word and they give heed to the voice of. I, I, I'll tell you, these power surges are so amazing, coupled with the word of God. You've literally prayed for two dead people that have become alive. Many of us uh, were given things by God. We're called to do things. And because of the clutter 
inside of us. We've missed it and we've walked away from it. But as I understand it from hearing your teaching, there's no time in eternity and we can just in that split second walk right back to that point where we missed it. Tell me about that. That's so absolutely true. And I give the example from from the life of Jacob who uh, learned uh, how to do this. He he went after his father's blessing, and that's the key. He wanted his father's blessing. And but, but, you know, we think in terms of he was a conniver, and, and he stole the blessing. But you're saying, no, what you see is a hunger for the blessing. He wanted it more than anything else. He wanted the inheritance of his father. He wanted that blessing, and so single-mindedly he pursued at any cost, that blessing. Now, we may not have went around it the right way, but the heart was was not going to stop until he had that inheritance. And, and, and then, with that inheritance in hand, then he went forward uh, to pursue uh, the Father's blessing. He wanted the Father's blessing, his Father Isaac's blessing, and the Heavenly Father's blessing. And, and that is such the key to, to reactivating uh, your life uh, to pursue that which has been lost or delayed or denied. And so the scripture said that as he went to in Genesis 28, as he began to pursue his father's blessing, which was to go and to, to find a wife because the inheritance was of God to, to begin to produce a godly line who would ultimately bring forth the savior. And so he knew that. So he's pursuing the father's blessing with everything that he had. And so as he began to pursue the father's blessing, the Bible said he came to a certain place. And I just believe, Sid, that every but one of us come to that certain place. It's it's a defining time in our lives where no matter what's happened before, no matter what's going on, we come to this certain place where God begins to define our life. And from that place forward, we can begin to, to move into the Father's blessing, into the fullness. And so, uh, yeah, give, give me a, an example of a real person uh, that had missed something. And then, based on your teaching, it got activated. I will. I, I can tell you about um, some people that uh, a person that had started out loving God, had, had become married, and had a family, and uh, through a series of tragic things, had, had lost the, the marriage, lost the family, uh, had lost everything. And uh, in a moment of time, he, he cried out to God and he said, God, with what's left of my life, uh, I want to come back and begin to to serve you. I, I've got to find that place. And and uh, this young man, uh, who uh, who I know very well, uh, said that prayer and waited upon the Lord and just began to to, to wait and just rest upon the Lord for just just a few minutes in a, in a quiet place. And God touched him, and God spoke to him the very reason that He had birthed him. And and he said, it's not too late, and I want you to pick up the pieces, and I want you to go forward. And, and, uh, and he did. And he, he, he was called, uh, by the way, into business. And, and uh, the, the things in his life had kept him out of that place of business. And he went into this business. And, and by the way, he was ultimately, fortunately, reconciled to his family and his children. And has, you know, become a very uh, prosperous businessman funding the kingdom of God today. But I'm telling you, if you had known him, you know, 20 years ago when he was desperate and had lost everything, to find that God was not done with him, but yet ready to pick him back up, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, so many of us in our lives. Now, some of our people, they, they just can't wait. Um, 
Would it be possible, because God's anointed you for this, to pray for this dominion surge transfer to happen to the people that are, are, are listening right now and also perhaps move into any words of knowledge that God might have for you? Yes, Sid, that's really the call upon my life. And I have found that when you declare what God's called you to do, that then that's the place where God anoints you with power to release that anointing to touch other people's lives and to bring those very things uh, to life and to fruition, as you mentioned. And so uh, I can speak I can speak right now. I can begin to release uh, you know, this, this breaker anointing over people's hearts and lives and begin to see restoration. I, I'm just feeling such a sweet presence of God as you're speaking right now. I can't wait to receive what you're praying right now. And those that are listening, God's not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of hunger. Are you hungry for more of God? Go for it. Pray, Randy. In the name of Jesus, I speak uh, to everyone that's listening to this broadcast now and in the future at any place and any time. This is a timeless message, Father. I speak in the powerful and mighty name of Jesus who carried the first breaker anointing to give beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and that same anointing that you have conferred upon me. In the name of Jesus, I speak over every life held in captivity and bondage to the things of this world and to the, to the, to the ways and the schemes of the enemy, and I just loose them off of them. I loose them off their heart and their mind, and I speak clarity, and I speak peace, and I speak, uh, Lord, an, uh, an ability to respond to you right now, this moment, to your name and to your presence and to your will. I call, I call just an open heaven over them in Jesus' name that they can now stand up, stand up and rise before you, God, and right now begin to have an encounter, a life-restoring, a life-changing encounter with the true and living God, and let the restoration right now begin to to happen over ministries and over families uh, and God over businesses and God over regions and over territories because you're not limited or restricted to the ability that they call God. Let it be so to them and let there be a mighty outflow of your power and of your spirit and of your redemptive purposes in Jesus' mighty name. I see God healing even somebody right now with a left elbow that has been hyperextended and damaged. And so in Jesus' name, receive your healing right now. I also see a businessman that has said to himself, in this coming economy, I'll never make it. But I'm going to tell you in the name of Jesus, it is in this coming economy that doesn't look good that you are not simply going to make it, but you're going to rise above. God's releasing a strategy to you right now, wisdom from above that's not found in this earth. God's showing you and will show you, even in the night seasons, a way through and to begin to prosper. And it's not going to be only for you, but God says, share the wealth and share the wisdom for it's for many. And God says, you are going to be like a lightning rod uh, through, uh, through those that believe. And you're going to cause not only believers to benefit, but also uh, God says, out of you is a, is, is a ministry towards the orphans and the widows. And, and, and God's giving you that heart. In fact, you know, that's, that's why I'm speaking to you. You've already had a heart for that and never been able to fulfill it. But God says, now you will. I'm making a way for you in Jesus' mighty name. Let it be so, Lord. And God is telling me that people with back pains and neck pains, it's yours. 
Just walk right into it right now. You are healed in Jesus' name. And someone with your knee, uh, there's a, a, a something wrong with your knee. You're healed in the name of Jesus. Uh, and more important than that, the spiritual scales are coming not off of your eyes, off of your ears. And you're going to be hearing God like you've never heard him before. Uh, Randy, real quick. Uh, times are going to get bad in the United States of America. Is God finished with us? No, I don't believe so. Uh, based upon the principle of sowing and reaping, uh, our nation has has sent more missionaries and provided more humanitarian aid, aid to other nations than any nation in the world. And, and it's been done with a godly motive and a godly purpose by many believers and some by non-believers. But nonetheless, God is a God of principle, and we always reap what we sow. And so... In context of humanitarian aid and of the gospel, I believe that we're going to have a moment of time where not only will supernaturally other nations that we never even thought of give us mercy, but there'll be a harvest, a great harvest in this nation before it comes completely you know, unwound and the darkness comes. But, but nonetheless, get ready for a great harvest in this nation of Jew and Gentile, for God is surely going to have them before anything else happens. He controls the times and seasons. Now, do you believe that the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous at this moment, and we're having that great wealth transfer that many have prophesied? This is the moment of that transfer. I believe it's been happening for the last... Whoops, we're out of time, but you need his book, Dominion Surges for Breakthrough in Your Life, and the CD, Activating Your Angels of Inheritance, and the DVD, Activating Dominion Surges, and then his prayer of impartation after he's taught on this. There's going to be such an impartation on your life. We're making this available for a gift of $35. Shabbat broadcast, let me pray over you. The Lord is blessing you right now. The Lord is gifting you right now. I see the Lord smiling upon you right now. I see so many people being healed in Jesus' name right now. And I thank you, O God, that your love is saturating people right now. To hear this week's interview or watch archives of our television show, It's Supernatural!, Visit our website at www.sidroth.org. That's www.sidroth.org. To receive a complimentary copy of our bi-monthly teaching newsletter, materials catalog, or information about becoming Mishpucha or Chalitzim, write to me, Sidroth, Post Office Box 
289-222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. To place a credit card order, call anytime, 1-800-447-2697. For all other calls, the number is 704-943-6500. That's 704-943-6500. For a CD of this week's broadcast, Send a donation to Sid Roth, that's S-I-D-R-O-T-H, Post Office Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278.